Right. I'm also going to get a backup recording started, so that's running as well. So thank you, everybody, for joining this evening. Hope everybody is having a wonderful summer. It's been pretty hot and warm, but that's what uh, July is. So it's been uh, quite quite a nice uh, quite a nice day here. Anyway, um, we're gathered here tonight for the um, Archangel Michael Global Transmission. And there are many, many, many people who are registered for this, over 600, I believe, uh, last time I checked. And um, I appreciate those of you who participate live, because participating live, even though there's less of you who do that, mo most participate through the podcast, uh, it's a very special way to uh, not only receive the messages instantly, but also the energetic transmission that's happening, because I, um, in addition to calling it a global transmission is more than just uh, uh, just a, a message transmission is an energy transmission and um, a light activation. So the, the there's light that's being transmitted during this time. Uh, and this is something that I'm being called to do. I'm Reverend Anna Jones, for those of you who are new to my work. Uh, thank you so much for for, for tuning in and you can learn more about me so I don't have to spend too much time on the introduction here because I'd like to focus most of the time that I have on talking about what the questions are and what the process is that we're going to be using. So um, the, the uh, website is AnnaJonesOnline.com so it's A-N-A-J-O-N-E-S and then the word online so AnnaJonesOnline.com and that website is where you can go learn more about me and my history um, as a modern mystic. In fact, uh, there's a, a video on the homepage that you can watch that tells a lot more about my background um, as a mystic and these mystical experiences I've had my entire life, some of which you're going to be experiencing today. This isn't all of what I do as an interfaith minister. There's also a bio um, for me up on the bio page or the about on a page, I forget which it's called, uh, also on the AnnaJonesOnline.com website. So you can read about read the bio. Um, you can click and uh, read more about who I am as a retreat leader, um, and you can watch that video, which was uh, hosted by the Shift Network, uh, an interview uh, for the um, the Mystic Summit uh, that they that they hosted last year. So I was honored to be a part of that. So I'm just going to dive in, so you can just go find out more about me also through the the Facebook pages, um, Reverend Anna Jones Facebook page, Archangel Michael and Legion of Light Facebook page, of which some of you may have originally connected with me through. If, that's, if you're just coming for the first time from there, I, again, uh, welcome, and this is a, a special experience. Um, this is only um, a six, six or seven part series is basically equinox, spring equinox to fall equinox, but it's being held on the 20th of every month with the exception of last month I had to change it, but the goal is for it to be on the 20th of every month. Um, so it will be just right before the equinox when, when the series actually wraps up and ends. So we have tonight's transmission, we have the August transmission, and we have the September transmission um, coming up on the 20th of those months. Uh, of, of which to complete the series this time. Um, and all of the ones from this series thus far are already up on the podcast. If you haven't listened to them already, please do so. While you're on AnnaJonesOnline.com, just click on podcast, go into the Celestial Voice podcast, and all the most recent ones from the top is the most recent going backwards, right? So it's the most recent going backwards. 
Um, and the, the podcasts are also available up on iTunes. Uh, so you can go anytime also and look up Celestial Voice Podcast with Anna Jones. Um, that's, how you'll, that's how you'll see them podcasted is through the Celestial Voice title. Um, and you can listen to them anytime, including free downloads of them. Um, so happy to provide this. Um, and if you're on the website and you would like to uh, give thanks and be you know, grateful for the podcast on the homepage, there's also a place for people to be able to make donations uh, in support of these podcasts and in support of all the many things that I do within, within my ministry work. So, um, so I'm going to dive in. This is uh, the, the mystical work that I do as a part of my angelic ministry. And um, this uh, series has been uh, requested by Archangel Michael. He's been requesting them for many years now. And uh, it's been within the last three years that they've there have been these monthly series once a year, right? So once a year, last year it was uh, solstice to solstice. This year is equinox to equinox. No idea what it's going to be next year or if, there's, if there will even be one, depending upon whether he requests it or not. What I like to do is go through the process a little bit. Um, the process is for never to approach. The, the, the angels gave me a process years ago for being able to facilitate these communications um, in a deep trance meditation state. Uh, and I will be guiding everybody go into a meditation state, and then I'll go into a deep trance meditation state um, later on after we go through this initial part, this beginning, this beginning introduction section. Uh, of which if you can always fast forward use, using the slider on the podcast uh, if you're wanting to fast forward through the introduction. But it's nice to hear what the questions are um, because in the process that I was given by the angels years ago for these uh, facilitating these communications and being able to be an instrument to through which these communications can be delivered, um, the, 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 the instruction that I received was to never approach without asking questions. And in my uh, group sessions, so these global transmissions, I ask the questions on behalf of all of us. Um, and so there's things that I have that I've come up with that are based on some of the things that have already been said in some of the previous transmissions and also just things that I'm that I'm interested always in, 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 in can they tell us more uh, just based on conversations I've had with people, uh, things associated with, you know, things happening in our world, etc. So the questions change every time. They're not this, the, the same questions. And the comments that I make uh, change every time as well. In fact, um, one of the things I've been doing recently is commenting a little bit on some of the previous transmissions in this series because I'm unable this time to uh, so far, lead a uh, Archangel Michael study group. It's still possible. I'm still doing everything I can within my schedule to see if it's possible that I can at least do a workshop at some point in time. But every time I've set the intention to do so, um, sat down with the schedule to, to book it, something else gets either filled in its place or another thing is going on in which it hasn't been able to be um, the scheduled yet. So we'll see. It might even, it's even possible to hold the study group of these sessions um, after the series. And maybe it's even more appropriate because we have more time. We have the series as an entirety. I'm open to that as well. Um, so we'll see if that uh, manifests uh, sometime uh, in, the, in the mid to late fall. It would, if, it, if it were going to happen, it would be the mid to late fall. But uh, so, so we're not going to do a study group of these messages. I'd like to at least comment on a few, uh, starting with the last one. Uh, I have to say that the last one is one of the most beautiful messages on the subject of love I've ever heard. 
um, and uh, definitely through my channeling for sure. Uh, it is um, a message that I felt was truly extraordinary from Archangel Michael, even in all the years that I've uh, followed even other people <laughs> who, who, who channel him, etc. So <clears throat> my sinuses always start tickling whenever I start these, <laughs> these conferences. I feel like I'm gonna sneeze, but we'll see if I actually do or not. But um, the subject was the love that knows no bounds. And uh, he spoke about love as an emotion, obviously, but he spoke about it in the broadest context thus far. He's spoken about it previously as a force. Uh, he's spoken about it as a force for healing, a force for change. Um, and this time in that last transmission last month, which is the very top one on the podcast, if you haven't listened to it yet, I highly encourage you to do so. Um, he talks about it as so many other things, right? There's like at least five or six other things, including universal law, the universal law of love, right? So including universal law and the context through which everything happens and in which you must like apply everything to. So if you put everything that happens in our lives and in our world in this context of love, then it changes our whole perception and our whole emotion, our whole experience, basically. Um, and he talked about, uh, he's been on the subject of destiny and amplified destiny. And he said that was going to be the, the, not only the theme for this series of messages, but really the theme in our world, the theme in our lives between the spring equinox of this year all the way to the spring equinox of 2024. So even after this series ends in September, the Amplified Destiny year that he's been speaking about and that all of these messages tie into, and I want to remind everybody of that because that um, Love That Knows No Bounds message doesn't seem to tie into it and doesn't seem to answer my questions that I had in the beginning. I actually removed the questions so that people could just go straight into the message and, 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 and hear it in its entirety without having to, you know, even wait, right, uh, or, or, or have anything to, like, you know, pause or anything fast forward or anything like that but um th it, there's very many questions that i asked last time around the subject of amplified destiny uh that it it does it all does it, it all that whole message actually um is in response to all of my questions and more i believe when he started talking about love being a context uh, that needs to be applied. He's talked about applying love before in previous messages, but not not to this extent and not to the, like the extent of which it's like kind of put in this all encompassing kind of way. Um, and if we think of it as this context in which everything is happening and is occurring um, and of which everything can be understood through also um, and that everything is governed by through the law of, through the law of love, it again changes our consciousness, changes our lives. And he gave the the most detailed teaching that I've heard him give thus far on a collective mission statement, which I've heard him speak about before in private sessions that I do one-on-one -on -one with people. And it's not uh, always Archangel Michael, it's your angels and guides that come through during those private sessions, um, not and they're not my questions in the private sessions. But um, in, in the public sessions, I've heard about him speak about it before too. Uh, this this collective um, destiny that we have. It's a collective destiny, a collective mission, and a collective mission statement that we have 
um, of which I'm paraphrasing here and not quoting it word for word, but it's to live a life that, that we love, doing what we love, with whom we love, where we love, um, in the way that we love and how we love for the cause and purpose of love. And um, yes, I, I've, I've heard it. It was, spoken to, it was spoken to me before. It was spoken to other people privately. It's been spoken about and alluded to in other global transmissions, but it was very, very clearly and concisely um, spoken as the mission statement for humanity. And um, in, in, in revealing that, uh, going into more elaborate detail about that. Um, so my questions are, um, is there anything further about our destiny that's being amplified both personally and collectively that he would like to say on that subject since it's going to be the theme that we're all in for a year um, and he's been speaking about the universal laws so is there anything further that he would like to say in regards to the universal laws does he want to speak um, just asking him giving him permission and asking him to please do so if, if so but it, it would would he like to speak on uh, the law of love more or um, he's already spoken about the law of balance I believe He's mentioned the law of karma and he's mentioned the law of attraction. There may have been one other message previously, maybe not even in this series where he did speak more about the law of attraction, but um, he definitely spoke a lot the, the, the last time about the law of love and the time before that about the law of balance. So these universal laws, if there's anything further he would like to reveal about either of the ones that he's talked about thus far, or maybe entirely new ones that he hasn't talked about or discussed. Um, and then on the subject of love and how it affects our our personal and our individual destiny um can he hone in on that a little bit more that message was beautiful and it was universal and i feel like it's soaring um and helping us get the big picture but i feel like we get lost in the day-to-day -day application of it um so can i was asking if he could hone in a little bit more for example on any of them because he said you know um to live a life life of love right uh with, with whom we love so that has to do with relationships all of all kinds right so is there anything more he would like to say on that topic because i know that's a topic that we we always need more insight and guidance and and help with right so on the topic of relationships um where we love um you know what does that mean exactly you know does it mean only you know living in a house that we love or, you know, it, we can interpret it many ways is what I'm ultimately saying. And it can be um, maybe all of the above, right? All the ways that we're interpreting, working in an environment we love, living in a place we love. Um, or is there something else specifically that he wants to hone in and explain more about that? Um, I'd be very interested in hearing it, and I think all of you would be as well. What, is, what does that even mean? Um, and then in the way that we love and how we love, it's, it, it, I think we in, intrinsically, like intuitively, we get it. You know, I feel like there's some resonance there to what he's saying about this mission statement that resonates with our soul because he says we've all agreed to it in some way, shape, or form as a part of our collective destiny, right? So yes, you know, he is speaking still about destiny and that whole message on the subject of love when he brings it to that to that closing and to that basically that climax of what he we speaks of and, and, and energetically brings it to the climax of too. I feel like 
um, that particular message, there's a lot of loving energy that he puts in into it too. So it's really good to listen to it instead of uh, just read it once it, it does eventually come out through transcripts or through maybe some kind of book or some little mini book or something that'll that'll end up in someday. But um, you know, listen to it and and feel what it is that he's talking about. Um, so I think we intuitively get what he's talking about, like in a way that we love and 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 how we love. But again, if you'd like to um, hone in on that a little bit more, I think that would be uh, helpful in helping us understand. And he said for the purpose and for the cause of love. Again, I think we have an intuitive understanding of that, but um, any further description would be great. And then following just a few days later, um, in a private session, I can't disclose all the details, obviously, um, the angels came through for that person and um, mentioned that there is also uh, a collective part of this mission and purpose that we have that is for building and co-creating a culture of love. And I was like, hmm, <laughs> you know, me and that person both were like, hmm, this would be a really interesting thing to talk about, <laughs> uh, to ask Archangel Michael to please, you know, give us more insight uh, as to what the angels mean by this. I've heard him and the and the angels, uh, other angels, because I don't just channel Archangel Michael. There's many others, again, that come through in private session. I've heard them speak of this collective destiny, mission, purpose that we have of um, uh, co-creating and sustaining um, the vibration of heaven on earth. And um, that, which is has been defined several ways as the spiritualization of the material energy, the material world, etc. cetera. Uh, there's been several ways that that's been explained and described. I think it's such a big concept for people uh, when we hear the term heaven on earth uh, and again we get into this kind of utopian thing which the angels are always trying to get us out of that way of thinking about some perfected utopian idea of what some of these things mean and can actually manifest as um, but it felt similar to that uh, what was being described as a culture of love and um, you know that there's this need to also uh, you know, basically to live a life that we love to co-create a culture of love. Um, and so I would, I would greatly appreciate um, for all of our benefits, for the benefit of everyone that listens to this podcast, as well as just for whatever energy transmission might be able to come through uh, that he, energy work that he does on the planet at the time that these, these messages are coming through. Um, and, and even through those who listen to the recording, there's energy work, there's energy transmission that's that's happening and that's taking place uh, on the subject of this culture of love would be very helpful, um, I feel. So we'll see whether or not he chooses to uh, respond to any of those things. And last but not least, I always like to uh, ask Archangel Michael to give us any updates if there's anything we need to be aware of. Um, I know it's a kind of a power-packed um, summer when it comes to the moon cycles. We're uh, having four super moons straight in a row and we've already had uh, one of them and we got two of them coming up, uh, one in very early August and then a blue moon, which will be a super moon um, in uh, late August. So the, 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 that late August will be a blue moon. And whenever we're in super moon cycles like this, there's like lots of amplified um, emotions and energy. So I like to always ask if there's anything we need, uh, we need to be doing 
doing, uh, anything we need to know about how to work with the energies, um, the, the, the quickening that he, the, that he's spoken of for decades in my channeling work, which is the rapid acceleration that is happening through the shift of the ages that's occurring, uh, that's ongoing. Um, so always welcoming him to uh, speak on any of those topics or subjects uh, and anything that he wants to say also, because he's been on, on the topic of virtues for quite a long time um, about any new virtue he'd like to speak about or uh, any one that he's already spoken of that he would like to say more about. Uh, that's always welcome as well, because the teachings that he's been giving and the energy that he's been imparting on the subject of the virtues has been uh, truly uh, enlightening, illuminating and profound for myself and for um, everybody who's been been following the, 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 those virtue messages. All right, I think that puts out all the questions. So let's go through what the process is going to be. Um, so the process is to put forth the questions and then to go through um, basically five, four steps done in five parts. So four steps are praising, asking, thanking, and receiving, but it's done in a fifth step um, by returning back to praise again. Think of it as a circle, like that circle above my head. So praising, asking, thanking, receiving, and then back to praising again. So bringing it full circle back to praise again. So that's the process the angels gave me years ago to facilitate this connection and these uh, communications and make them possible. So I continue to use it until they upgrade it. So until they, until they change it. Um, and so we're going to do it together. Their guidance is also, and they gave me this process, is to have everybody um, participate and be a participant, not an observer, right? Not just a listener, not just an observer, but through being a participant. Even for those of you who are listening to it as a recording, participate. You're going to get the most out of it energetically as well as wisdom-wise, insight-wise, etc., um, because there's great wisdom teachings that are imparted in these messages, but there's also great energy trans transmitted and light being transmitted. Um, if you participate and go through the prayer process, um, it, it doesn't uh, you know, take very long. It's just a very simple thing that I am going to uh, guide, guide you all through and ask you to uh, follow along with me, right? So um, I'll, I'll ask you to just kind of go through all the steps and follow along with me throughout all of those steps. So before we start the steps, I just want to take a sip of water and make sure that this backup recording is a little bit closer to me because sometimes my voice gets soft. So the praising. Um, what the angels have given me for this step is um, to put the name of the angel in Hebrew, right? So whatever the name the name of the angel is, um, and then um, Adonai Elohim, Adonai Eloheinu, and then the name of the angel again. So this is the Archangel Michael Global Transmission that he is asked for. He is asked to come through at this time, and he is asked to deliver this message and to make this possible. So uh, we'll be um, chanting Mikael, 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 um, which is a, a pronunciation, is one of the pronunciations of Archangel Michael's name. There's many pronunciations throughout the world. So Mikael, 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 Adonai Elohim, Adonai Eloheinu. So Adonai is an ancient Hebrew name for God, and Elohim is an ancient Hebrew name for God, and Elohim is a, a name that is translated as plural. Um, and so it's like God's energy everywhere. Um, and so that is personal, and it's also 
plural, right? So it's individual and it's plural. The angels even say that they are part of that divine Elohim. Um, and then Adonai again, um, and then another Hebrew name for God, which is Eloheinu, um, and then Mikael, 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 um, repeated again. And then we start the whole chant over again. So I'll just be trying to chanting it um, as many times as um, as I feel that it's needed, basically. There's a, there's a certain energy that begins to flow. There's a certain vibration that starts up. And once I'm feeling that energy, then I'll move us seamlessly into the asking. And that is, um, you know, kind of keeping our eyes closed. I'll uh, guide us through uh, like an invocation in English, right? So uh, you can say that along with me in whatever way feels right to you in English. And then um, from the asking, I'll guide us seamlessly into the thanking um, and uh, have you all do a gratitude prayer. Um, and that will be something that, uh, again, you can do in your own way. I'll just kind of be prompting. Uh, each one of these steps will be prompting. Um, and then into the receiving. So after the, the thanking, into the receiving. And for the receiving, like I said, being a full participant, letting yourself relax, letting yourself go into meditation. You can always take notes from the podcast once it's out. I know it takes sometimes a little while. It can take up to a week, sometimes a little bit more, you know, for the process to go. In, you know, I have to listen to it. I have to find a title for it. I have to write a description. It has to be uploaded and then my, my assistant has to process it before he can put it into iTunes and the podcast they, 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 them onto my website. So signing up and subscribing on iTunes is one of the fastest ways of being able to receive it because then you don't have to wait to receive an email uh, even from me. But um, so I know it's tempting to take notes during it uh, and you maybe can take notes afterward. But if you really want to get the most out of the transmission and people like tell me they, they I, I get emails, I get comments that people make and that they send me and even comments afterwards um, when, when at the end of everything I'll have everybody be able to use the chat and to be able to participate by making comments in the chat or saying goodbye or whatever say that they feel they felt his presence or that they felt that he's like communicating directly to him and even though they're not asking any questions they feel like they're getting their their personal questions answered in some ways right so um, yeah so the more that you're able to kind of just relax yourself go into relaxed listening meditation all right you don't have to go into a trance state or any of that stuff your meditation is just a listening meditation but being in a relaxed meditative state while you're listening so that you can really receive uh, receive everything that's being said and receive everything again that archangel michael is energetically transmitting not just through me but directly to you and directly to the planet right so um directly to you even through these recordings you can transmit while you're listening to this directly to you whatever light you need whatever uh, awakening activation you need um you know whatever he feels is for your highest good and for the highest good of the planet and but it's during that time that you'll all start relaxing and going into the meditative state that i'm going to go into the deep trance state um, and it's as if I extend out here and his energy comes in here and I allow him to use my use my voice and to uh, to use my hand sometimes somebody even pointed out recently that I even had moved an object during the trance state I had no idea that I had so um, 
So definitely, uh, you know, he'll speak for however long he needs to speak for um, and transmit that energy for however long he chooses to do so. Uh, but usually at the end, it's pretty obvious. Uh, I feel like my energy comes in, his energy lifts out, and um, I'll guide us through uh, a little bit of gratitude at the end because I'm always just feeling so grateful. I just always want to throw the gratitude in. But um, I will also guide us to do that, uh, bringing it full circle back to praising, right? So that last praise is going to just be Adonai Elohim by itself, just a little bit. And then um, I'll speak, I'll, I'll come fully back and bring us all fully up out of the meditation. And then I'll speak about anything that stood out to me, uh, any strong visuals. Um, sometimes there's whole entire visuals. Uh, very elaborate visuals that I receive sometimes. So if there's anything like that, I'll speak about that. And then we'll be wrapped up for the evening. So let's go ahead and get ourselves ready. So I want you to, if you haven't done so already, get, you, get yourselves into a position where you can relax, where you can sit back and close your eyes. We're going to begin by taking some long, slow, deep breaths in order to center ourselves. And I'm going to begin with the praising chant, and you can join along with me silently or out loud. Nobody can hear you. I can't even see or hear anybody. Yeah. 
Now I want you to join me silently, all of you in, in English, calling upon the presence of divine love and divine light. Begin in whatever way feels right to you, join me in doing so. And then let's silently ask to be protected and connected by divine love and divine light. And let's ask to be connected in a circle of love and a circle of light that connects us through space, time, no matter where we are, no matter when and what time zone, what time it is when we're listening to this and receiving this. That we're connected in a circle of love, that we're connected in a circle of light. Uniting our light, uniting our energy. Uniting our love. And uniting with Archangel Michael and the energy and light work and activation that he is doing for us individually and collectively and for the planet. And now individually, I want us to all call upon Archangel Michael by name. In whatever way feels right to you, just call him in, ask him to be fully present with us today. Present with you individually, present with all of us collectively. Present with us upon the earth. Ask him to bring through his global transmission and light activation for all of us. Ask him to hear the questions that I have verbalized here on all of our behalf and to give us any insight that he would like or guidance or teachings, any wisdom he would like to impart on the subject of these questions. And then let's all give him our permission to speak to us freely about anything that he feels is for our highest good to know right now.
And then we're going to move into the thanking. And so we're going to begin the gratitude prayers first by feeling gratitude in our heart for Archangel Michael and all of who he is, all of what he does, and expressing that gratitude again in whatever way feels right to you through gratitude prayer at this time. Thanking Archangel Michael for all of who he is and what he does, known and unknown to us. And then we'll move on in our gratitude prayers and feeling gratitude for the blessings in our life. Again, in whatever way feels right to you, just send out a silent prayer of gratitude directly to the divine in thanks for all of the blessings in your life, but also the blessing of life itself. We all have to be thankful for the blessing of life. And then we're going to move now into the receiving. So we're going to deepen our breathing. I want you to just relax even more now, letting yourself relax into a quiet, meditative listening state. As so I'm going to go deeper now into my silent meditation until the next words will be the message coming through. My peace I give you, my light I give you, my love I give you. From my heart to your heart. And as the instrument that I am, for thee I am. I am Michael the Archangel speaking today. 
with great gratitude for this opportunity to communicate in words such as these. But I am to remind you all, and you need a reminding regularly, that even when you are not hearing the words, the way that they are being spoken today, that I am always present, playing my role, fulfilling my destiny, my mission and purpose. As a support, as a healer, as a teacher, as a leader, as a spiritual guardian and spiritual warrior, and so much more. And yes, I reach out to all of you, but especially those who are aligned, aligned with my vibration, aligned with my service, aligned with my mission and my purpose, aligned with my destiny. It is not the same. But there is alignment that is there. Alignment that is strong enough to create a sense of family, a family of light. for which I am grateful. Those of you receiving these transmissions are a part of that family of light in some way, shape, or form, some directly, some indirectly, some through great closeness and some through distance, but that kindredness, that kindred quality of kindred spirits, of kindred souls is there. But beyond that, you are a part of a spiritual family that goes far beyond me, any of the other archangels, or any of the other guardian angels or spirit guides or any of the other end angels for that matter and all of the higher realms of angelic beings that goes beyond us a family of spirit a family of souls It is not just your incarnation here upon planet Earth that makes you family. 
there is a reason why there is a collective mission statement, as I spoke of in my last message and transmission through this channel, of which she asks about more here today. There's a reason why you all have agreed to it and accepted it, but not just unwillingly or in no way, shape or form were you ever, nor would you ever be forced to accept it. Ask yourself, why would at this point, approximately 9 billion souls in the human race all agree to be on the planet here at the same time, why would they all choose and agree to a collective mission and destiny? It's a very important question, one that has not been asked here today, but I will ask it of you. Why? Is it just karma? No. Is karma involved? Yes. But it's not karma. There's another ancient word that I have used before from the Sanskrit language as it being one of the languages, the ancient languages that's closest to the language of light. And that word is Dharma. Dharma means wisdom, but it has many other wisdoms within it, meaning it has many other wisdom meanings and translations associated with that wisdom. It's the wisdom of your soul, who you are. Your dharma is intertwined with the very nature of who you are and your gifts. But it's also intertwined with your destiny, your purpose, individually, collectively. It is not your karma that unites you and that brings you into this world under a collective destiny. The law of karma is always there and it is always real and it is always at play as the law of action and reaction. The law that indicates that every energy that goes out that is emitted and transmitted will return all energy. And the universal law of karma, like all of the other universal laws, 
They are not punishments in no way, shape, or form. They ensure and protect that the highest good always be done for all beings everywhere, throughout all of space and time, everywhere. But it is not the law of karma that is why you are all here. You are all a part of a large family of light, a large family of spirit. And it is an alignment in your dharma, your personal and your collective dharma, that you all share. No matter how different you are, no matter how different you may look, no matter how different you may think, no matter how different you are in your beliefs and your languages and your ideologies and your theologies and your philosophies, no matter how different, there is this alignment. There is a way in which you are all quantumly entangled. The term quantum entanglement is something that you'll be all hearing more and more about as time goes on and some of the breakthroughs that I've been speaking of associated with this time in history evolve. There are ultimately degrees of it. Very, very subtle. And it is not understood fully yet what I am describing to you. This alignment is the best way that I can describe it. And so it is not the law of karma that creates that alignment. It's your dharma. And the universal law of dharma that helps to protect it. And serves as a source, ensuring the highest good always comes about, like all of the universal laws do. Through the process of discovering that Dharma, Fulfilling that Dharma. Fully becoming self-actualized, self-realized. And then together, 
into divine realization. Divine consciousness. I have spoken before about your oneness. And all of the messages that I have delivered through this channel over the many, many times that I have requested to be able to speak in this way. Many, many times that I have spoken of oneness and individuality. Those messages apply and help you to understand also what it is that I'm describing here and talking about here when it comes to the law of Dharma and your Dharma that unites you and your Dharma that is the reason. You are a family and it is your Dharma that is the reason why. And that dharmic statement, that mission statement to live the life that you love, in all of its parts that I spoke in my last transmission in detail. It is key to that Dharma being fulfilled. And yes, there is another component. And that component has to do with the why. I spoke of for the purpose of love and for the cause of love. Having love be the cause and the purpose. But then there's also a bigger why. A bigger dharmic why. And this is where you need to speak of and understand and I would need to describe to you the culture of love. That you are all here to co-create and this is indeed one of the reasons why I have been speaking about the virtues and why it always goes back to the virtues. Why no matter what other subject you might speak on, the virtues have to be brought into the equation, into the subject, into the topic. If you ask about relationships, they must be there, foundational within them. 
if you ask about how and the way to live a life of love and how and with whom and where. I indeed can speak volumes on each one of these. There's so much depth there. And I would welcome the opportunity. But no matter how much I said on each one of them, it would always require speaking somewhere, somehow, in some shape or form about a virtue, virtuous qualities. And virtues that would need to be used because they are the divine energies everywhere all around you and within you that are there for you to co-create. All that you are here to co-create as a family of light, as a family of spirit, as a family brought here lovingly agreeing to be here. Guided by the law of Dharma. But why? Why? to co-create. Yes, what I have in other time periods, as this channel has referred to, I have called heaven on earth. And it is still very much a whole way of thinking about it, communicating about it, expressing it. That is still very true and accurate. But I understand that where you're at in your personal journey is that that languaging doesn't always connect the way that it is meant and intended. And I cannot find any languaging ultimately that does not in some way, shape or form stir up some fears or insecurities or self-doubt. So, culture of love is the term that best fits for today and for the consciousness that you are in and the consciousness that you need to be in to even understand it in any other way.
for co-creating sustaining and maintaining heaven on earth is first and foremost a consciousness it occurs first and foremost in your consciousness But when it comes to actually manifesting it, that consciousness needs to be in the consciousness of love, all-encompassing love that's unconditional in the way I have described and everything that I have said about the love that knows no bounds. I spoke all of that first for a reason, for a purpose. It is the foundation for moving into the consciousness. For when you are in the consciousness of love, it is being applied to everything. And you can co-create everything to be in vibrational alignment, harmony, and attunement with it. Notice how I did not use the word perfection again. I remind you every time. It has nothing to do with perfection. Harmony. Alignment, attunement. To co-create a culture of love. Because before you can establish it on Earth, on the entire planet, vibrationally, through your consciousness, it is already there vibrationally in the planet itself. It is already there vibrationally in the minerals and the elements and even the animal kingdom. They're vibrationally there is a consciousness of love that is already there. But humankind must co-create with that and be a co-creator and steward of it. Together with each other and together with all of the other realms and kingdoms of beings of the earth and beyond, ultimately. Because you're not just meant to co-create this with the beings of the earth. You're also meant to co-create this with higher beings, including beings such as myself, 
is not all on you and on humankind. That's why we use the word co-creation. It really truly happens through each and every one of you, but through your oneness as well. But what does it mean? What does it mean to create a culture of love? Does it mean creating a culture where everybody does whatever they want and has no regard for anyone other than themselves? Absolutely not. That's not a culture of love, that's a culture of selfishness. Love knows no bounds, and love is unconditional and all-encompassing, but that is not a selfish thing. None of those words are selfish in the true meaning of the word selfish. They can all be personally experienced, yes, and individually actualized, realized, expressed, lived without it being selfish in any way. This is yet another reason for the universal laws. It is because love is all-encompassing and because it knows no bounds that the universal laws exist so that love can be what love is. It does need to be free, yes. Yes. Freedom is a very important part of it. But boundaries, healthy ones, if they are truly healthy boundaries, they do not become limits. They're not bounds to the love. There are not limits to the love. They provide resources, container, fertile ground, so to speak, for it to grow. To use a gardening reference as an analogy. Fertile ground. For the seeds of love to be planted within so that they can grow. This is what healthy boundaries can do.
And you must have them in your relationships with each other. For freedom's sake. And for love to be able to grow in all the ways that it can grow. Doesn't mean that they stay static. The healthy boundaries change and evolve in your individual lives and in your individual relationships. In your societies, in your nations. The boundaries that are truly healthy, they will continue to evolve and grow, but still be based on universal truths and universal principles and universal virtues. Because the virtues, they're not religious concepts. They're not a part of your life because of theologies. They exist as the divine energies of creation all around you, within you, for you to use to co-create this life of love. Doing what you love, with whom you love, where you love. And the way of love and how you love. For the purpose and cause of love and the co-creation of a culture of love. The establishing of heaven on earth. for your family, for your family. Why establish a culture of love? Why? For your family. Many of you know how deep the motivation goes within your hearts of doing great things, even things that you feel can sometimes be above and beyond what you are even capable of for your families. And great love that is there motivating from this deep source in your heart that's so strong to do what you must do for your families. To create a life of love for them, with them. And as strong as it is for your individual families, and those of you who know what I'm speaking of, 
you feel it. And those of you who think that you have not felt it in the course of this life, that family bond, that strong, it is within you, I assure you. Maybe not for your biological direct relatives, but it's within all of your souls for the family of souls that you are all here as a part of as the family of humanity, the family of light. The family of Terra Christi. The enlightened earth. The illuminated one. and so many other names, so many. And it is evolving in you, it is emerging more from your hearts. And the more that you keep your hearts open and you answer your call of destiny, It awakens within you and it flows through your heart and guides you and your heart out into your families of direct relatives. And beyond. But right now, upon the planet, it is still mostly unconscious. It is still mostly a consciousness of separation, a consciousness of lack, a consciousness of Division that is part of that consciousness of separation. That most are co-creating from. This is changing and it is changing rapidly. Each and every heart that opens, each and every one of you that opens your heart and keeps your heart open and answers your personal call of destiny and works to use and co-create with the virtues. and applies this love into your consciousness. It has a ripple effect, each and every one rippling out into the entire family as a whole, into the entire human culture as a whole. You all have prize in your individual cultures, the cultures within your biological families and your native nations. 
And that cultural pride is beautiful. And it's important. And what I'm speaking of when it comes to speaking of a culture of love doesn't mean eliminating all of that. Doesn't require choosing one to be superior over another or creating a non-existent one. Those forms of culture are beautiful in their diversity. And it is not the diversity that separates you, it is the diversity that you all share in common. As you are completely unique at the same time that you are one with each other. Individual, yet indivisible. Individual, yet indivisible. Completely unique in each unique culture is to be honored and respected. Not just allowed, not even just accepted, but honored and respected. so that that heart connection can be made for the co-creation of the culture that you are all co-creating together. There is a human culture. You are already co-creating one. That is not a culture of love yet. Reflect on what I'm saying. Meditate on it. Attempt to, in your meditations, tune into what the human culture is that you are all co-creating at this time and set intentions. Set intentions for the culture of love to emerge in the minds and hearts of all of your human family, of all of your family of light. So that you can co-create together, not the same, no one is the same, not exactly the same, there is no such thing. but in harmony and in unity, because unity is not sameness either. I have spoken previously on the subject of unity consciousness and being in the consciousness of unity. And it very much applies to what I'm speaking of here today. the being in the consciousness of love.
in order to co-create a culture of love. And it doesn't mean you have to like everyone either. Love can be there, even when there is dislike. You know this from your own personal biological families and your direct families that you're interacting with every day in your day-to-day lives. You know that there can be things that they say and that they do that you don't like at all. But you still love them. And the love is still there. When the dislikes are really strong and they lead to strong disagreements, the kind that even becomes what is called unreconcilable differences or unreconcilable disagreements. This is where it becomes much trickier. From our perspective, knowing all that we know as the angelic beings that we are, knowing all that we know about who you are and the entire soul story and the divine will that's been revealed to us, we do not see that there is anything that's truly unreconcilable. That said, It doesn't mean things stay the same either. And absolutely, there comes a point where things must change if it feels like that. If it has reached that point where it feels completely unreconcilable, unlivable and has disturbed the peace and the joy within your heart. And you've become disconnected from the heart and core and soul of yourself due to any relationship in your life, it must change. it absolutely must be transformed in a consciousness of love. Applying love through that process. But again, it doesn't mean an emotion of just how everything has to feel good. You're so used to the emotion of love bringing you such wonderful, feel-good feelings. But that's not all that love is.
but it will restore. Doing things in a way of love will take you through the transformations. Bringing you to a new place, either a new place in your life without that relationship or into an entire new manifestation of that relationship. Whatever the transformations bring, applying love and doing it in the consciousness of love, going through the process of transforming relationships in the consciousness of love, enables you to ensure that that life of love for all that you're co-creating will come about for each individually and collectively. But it requires respect Even if trust cannot be there, even if faith cannot be there, even if in a relationship with someone or some group, it doesn't have to just be individuals, it can even happen on a larger scale than that, where trust has been broken, faith has been lost, this doesn't mean that respect cannot be there. Even if you feel like you've lost respect for the person or for the group, you can still bring respect in and act in a way that is respectful. Certain things are foundational. And co-creating all relationships to live a life of love and in co-creating a culture of love. Respect is foundational. And if someone is not respecting you, it is not permission to disrespect them back. And sometimes the most respectful thing you can do is to remove yourself from the situation or from the relationship. Sometimes the most respectful thing is saying no and walking away. While other times, respect means compromise. It means something different every time in every circumstance, in every relationship dynamic. But you can ask yourself, 
in every relationship dynamic, both in your personal lives as well as collectively when it comes to creating the culture of love. What is the most respectful thing I can do right now? Or what is the most respectful way of acting right now? What is the most respectful thing for not just respecting them, but for respecting myself? Because relationships are always two ways. Involving everyone involved. And doing it in the consciousness of love. Not necessarily the feel-good emotion of it. Sometimes respecting yourself or respecting the other person means saying no and walking away. But instead of doing so with hate in your heart or anger in your heart, doing so with universal love. not emotional love, but the unconditional kind. The unconditional kind that allows for there to be no attachments and to let go of any and all attachments that's creating conditions that is making those conditions unbearable. Other times it requires a transformation that still must be done without conditions. Love does not hurt anyone or anything, but the conditions do. The conditions and the attachments that are the conditions that get applied with it, that get practiced with it, that get lived and intermixed and intertangled with it, do. I realize how complex this is. Just what I'm describing right now would be many messages in and of itself to go into great detail about. Other times it's easy. There's just an effortless flow. While love is not truly easy, not in the way that most of you think and define the word. It is one of the most amazing experiences that you have. A flow where things can effortlessly flow.
The reason why I say that love is not easy, the way that most of you define the word, is because sometimes absolutely it takes work. And when it comes to creating a culture of love, it is going to take work. working through all of those conditions and all of those ways in which you disrespect yourselves and each other. Working with the virtues that synergize with it the virtue of love and all of the other virtues that synergize with it. In order to create the culture of love in this co-created way that your family of souls indeed is meant to dharmically through the law of dharma that has facilitated so much of what is possible and why you are here for this greater why, this greater culture of love. The synergy. It can all flow in synergy. Respect. And discern. Apply unconditional love in your heart. Have healthy boundaries. Do your dharma, your role, your part. All of this and more. and more and more will be revealed as you awaken but do not so distrust or fear For the law of karma will ensure that you will always reap what you sow. This is another way of understanding it. That you will reap what you sow. If you sow distrust or fear or anger or confusion, doubt, skepticism, selfishness, 
if you sew any of the things that some of you would refer to as associated with what has been called the vices. You will reap what you will sow. And that doesn't mean you will be punished. It means that energy will return back to you, the energy you created returning back to you so that you can create a new opportunity after opportunity after opportunity so that you can individually and collectively get to the point where you create that life of love and that culture. Karma will provide every opportunity. Dharma will provide the wisdom, the gifts, the ability, the agreement and the strength in those agreements. And they all work synergistically together. All of the universal laws, all of the virtues, they work synergistically together. And it's a beautiful a very beautiful thing. I am happy to play my role in revealing it and helping you see it and know it in any way. Even in this very small way right now, through this message today and through this light transmission and energy activation that I am sending today. For you are all being called a call of destiny, a call of awakening. And it is being quickened. Be open. That's the end of the message. Let's just take a moment to say a sound prayer of thankfulness and appreciation for the message. And then we'll bring it all full circle back to praising with just Adonai Elohim to complete the process. Join in with me.
Adonai Elohim, Adonai Elohim. Adonai Elohim, Adonai Elohim. And then we slowly bring ourselves back to meditation. As I'm coming up out of the meditation, first of all, the energy is so beautiful. That is one of those energies that I don't like to leave sometimes. Like, oh, can I just stay in this energy? Um, and once again, having this experience of, now I'm supposed to speak, but one of the things I'll say that stood out to me was when he was saying that there could be literally volumes. <laughs> There's so much more to all of what he is saying and speaking and it's it's there though it's not like yet to be revealed i feel like some of it is in volumes and volumes of sacred books and writings all over the world and uh, you know ancient you know who knows hieroglyphics or whatever it's it's not that it's like never been imparted yet it's it's been imparted and it's just it's just so vast it's taking us time to get to the point where we are finally able to, I guess, through being awakened, really get it, you know, really finally like start to get it and move into that realization of it. But I'm also like very aware that like we are not realized yet in it. Um, and how, uh, Archangel Michael is always trying to be very careful about what words that he uses, knowing that they can be taken and used in a way for spiritual bypassing. And that's actually something we always need to be aware of, that we're not just, you know, using them as platitudes or we're not just using them as a way of just kind of trying to bypass over doing some of the work and doing some of the the, the 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 relationship work and the inner work and the cultural work you know that we all may be called to do but just kind of bypass over it and philosophically go and in, go into it only um, and then letting maybe ego make us think that we're farther along than we might think so I was aware of all of that um, that's happening and then also um, all the shadow I saw like immense light and then all of the ways in which we're kind of still operating in the shadow of a lot of this um, but it's all coming in that shadow is coming into the light I mean it's it's just gonna it's gonna take all the virtues I guess diligence perseverance all those things that that he's talked about and then some time there's no doubt about it. It's going to take time, but it's definitely accelerating. When I mentioned the quickening, you know, it feels like this whole year, everything is accelerating again. Um, so 
Definitely felt that, felt that. As far as visuals, uh, just lots of uh, uh, brilliant light, beauty, beauty. I mean, when he was saying it's beautiful, I get these like glimpses of some like the most immense beauty, but it's not anything that I can point to or describe to as like, oh, it looks like that. It's just like a glimpse of immense beauty is all I can say that I actually get shown. So that's why each one of these messages are highly transformational for me. Um, some of them can be life-changing. The last one was life-changing. This one is in follow-up to that. So I say the most moving moment for me, and this will be the last thing that I'll share. The most moving moment was when he brought it all to the, the subject of family and, you know, that um, what we feel in our hearts towards family and how it moves us and motivates us. And that was when he brought everything to the point of family and all that he said about family, it was the most, most moving part for me, for sure. Thank you, Archangel Michael. And thank you all of you for, especially those of you who come and participate live. I'm so grateful. If you're welcome to put something into the chat. Oh, looks like people have already started doing so. So now I can go take a look at that. Um, if you have any questions or comments, I'll do my best to roll down through them. But I will, first of all, turn off the recordings so that people feel free to do that.